Who should you look at at quarterback on the waiver wire with all those injuries and four teams on bye this week? It's time to break it down. We look at the players you should pick up in week nine on Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Ireland. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL fantasy and betting for SportingNews.com. Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com. All right, Michelle, it is a Tuesday. It is Halloween, so happy Halloween for those who celebrate. Uh, just uh, one player so far of note changing uniforms or costumes or whatever you want to call it. Josh Dobbs. It was a weird report out of Arizona that Clayton Toon was going to start all of a sudden with uh, Kyler Murray maybe needing another week. And everyone was like, what's going on here? Well, we have our answer. Josh Dobbs is being shipped to Minnesota. So yet another backup starting gig here. It's not maybe going to be this week. Jaron Hall is prepping to start, according to coach Kevin O'Connell. But uh, this is at least some good news. I don't think we're going to go rush to help him on our team, right? Uh, we're not going to look at him exactly right now, but this is good for all the fantasy assets in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, and he had some good fantasy weeks with the Cardinals. And you, ex- I mean, the Vikings offense is better right now, especially if they get Justin Jefferson back any time in the next few weeks. That would be huge for Josh Dobbs. I, I don't think this is a winning move for the Vikings, but I do think this no. helps all the pieces, right? Like we're not depending on Jaron Hall to get the ball to Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson. And I think this is especially huge for Hawkinson because we saw Trey McBride have a huge game with Dobbs last week. We saw Dobbs really like to target Zach Ertz in the beginning of the season. I mean, they didn't go for much, but he was targeting him like crazy. So I think this is huge for our hopes and dreams that live on TJ Hawkinson. And then it still gives Jordan Addison a, a chance to still, uh, you know, perform a bit here. A- a- at least they're not dead, right? That's yeah. that's what's great for me here. I, I still don't want to dip into the KJ Osborne or Brandon yeah. Powell like we were no. at times with Kirk Cousins, but it, it's good news here. Yeah, he he's not among the players that you can look at for short-term or long-term quarterback help at this very moment. We'll have to see how he fares in the Kevin O'Connell offense, and maybe his first start won't be until their next game. So something to watch there for sure. But we have uh, a handful of quarterbacks, eight actually out there, that might have some appeal to you. We'll get into those pickups in our second segment. But let's uh, flip it here and look at where you need some help at wide receiver. This seemed to be a very quiet week in terms of the major injuries beyond quarterback. So not a lot out there, but interesting, Michelle, I'll bring him up first is Rashid Shahid. He's still available in a lot of leagues. Now we passed him off, I think a little bit as a boomer bus guy. He's a big play, can disappear in a lot of games, but look, Chris Olave has been pretty volatile as well. And these guys scoring is pretty close here this season. And clearly Chris Olave, those big deep balls that don't connect, they tend to happen a lot more with the Derek Carr and Rashid Shahid. And this week, Michelle, 
Great matchup against the Chicago Bears. They did get Montez Sweat, by the way, to help their pass rush from the Commanders, but still a very good matchup for the downfield passing game at home in New Orleans. Yeah, Rashid Shahid is kind of like a poor man, smaller version of Gabe Davis, right? Yeah. You never know what you're going to get from them. It could be uh, you could get three points or you can get 100 yards and a touchdown like you did this last week. What's crazy is he only played 18 snaps and then had 153 yards on three receptions. So it's not, again, it's not volume based. You're not going to feel safe playing him at all, but he does give you a, a ton of upside in your flex part spot if you want to start him. So it's better to go with him, uh, you know, than a, a, another guy that you know is going to get you three for 33. You might as well go for the upside there with Rashid Shahid. I do think he's a good pickup. Would you rather pick up Rashid Shahid or Demario Douglas, rookie wide receiver for the Patriots? He gets the commanders this week and his offensive snaps have been increasing 37 and 41 snaps over the last two weeks. So getting on the field a lot more. Yeah, and Kendrick Bourne is down for the season. He tore his ACL in the game yeah. against the Dolphins. So he's out. And Douglas actually led the team in targets there in that game. And he's been getting more run. He's essentially their slot receiver. Now, everyone's going to point to Juju Smith-Schuster returning and scoring a touchdown. But you didn't really see any action until Bourne was out of the game. So they needed to put Juju in there. But I don't think they still trust him anywhere on the field. This week, another good secondary matchup against the Commanders. Now, they don't have Montez Sweat, so one less pass rush guy not going after Mac Jones. Maybe a few dump-offs to Douglas, so they're using him in the running game a little bit to spark that because it hasn't really done much with Ramondre Stevenson and Zeke Elliott, so it's a good spot. I mean, it could be a lot worse spots than being the preferred slot receiver of the moment for the Patriots. Yeah, his uh, targets haven't really turned into any yards, right? Seven targets, no, 25 yards. So not a high saying play. Hasn't scored a touchdown yet, but the snaps are there. He is a talented rookie. Uh, so a guy that's an option for you this week if you need one. Um, like I'm deciding between still plugging in Alexander Madison into yeah. my flex spot or picking up a guy like Demario Douglas off waivers and playing him. And I'm actually considering making a move like that this week. So definitely an option there. What about Jaden Reed, another rookie? Now, Pete, I mean, he's leading the team in receiving yards this year, which is just crazy when you yeah. have Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs that received all the hype during the offseason. Gets the Rams. The Rams defense hasn't been nearly as good as it was in the beginning of the season. It's kind of turning into what we thought it would because we like the talent there doesn't really exist on defense. So I don't know how they were doing it to start the year. Kind of dying off. Would you rather go with Jaden Reed or Demario Douglas this week if you need a one-week flex start? Yeah, I'm looking at the matchup. I would say Douglas. I think Jaden Reed, even though CeeDee Lamb, he works a lot out of the slot, and Reed, that's his position here, and he's a leading receiver. I'm a little bit worried about the Packers offense in general, where I feel like there's been signs of life, right, from the Patriots offense and Mac Jones, and where they have a good matchup and a potential shootout, I think that could also be a higher-scoring game, right? I think the Rams-Packers could be a low-scoring, kind of ugly game, where I could see commanders and Patriots going upfield a little bit back and forth. So I do like Douglas uh, this week a little bit more than Reed. I think if you're going for ceiling, I think you might go for Reed, but he's very volatile, just like all the other Packers receivers. Well, I think Douglas has a nice floor, and I think really we'll see how it plays out. But I think I would go Douglas this particular week, but maybe Jane Reed for the longer term. 
Yeah, definitely Jaden Reed for the longer term for me. And then also it would depend on PPR or standard. If you're playing in a standard, I don't really have any interest in DeMario Dave, uh, Douglas, so I'd go with Reed. But in a full PPR, like you said, he is a little bit safer this week. A guy that could be on your waivers because he wasn't doing anything to start the year but has scored a touchdown in each of the last two games. Brandon Cooks, uh, I actually think he's super interesting as a flex play this week because he gets to the Eagles who just allowed a ton of yards and touchdowns to the commander's offense. You would expect this Cowboys-Eagles game to be a super high-scoring game. Now, Brandon Cooks has only had four targets in each of the last four weeks. Yeah. So it's not like he's getting a ton of targets, but 15 fantasy points, 14 fantasy points over the last two weeks. He, I think in this matchup, he's a really nice option. Yeah, I think you can consider him. It just depends on how much they're going to involve Jake Ferguson behind C.D. Lamb or Michael Gallup, who's hardly been on the field that much and doing anything. So, and Cooks did have to get those touchdowns to really pay off. But he's getting more involved, which is good to see. And I think at least he should be rostered. Like we had him on the list of the hot sleeper. It was kind of a mystery why they weren't throwing to him or using him early. It was a little bit maybe banged up. That also did not help him. So I think now you're saying why they picked up Brandon Cooks to be that complimentary veteran to CeeDee Lamb. So I think that pays off a little bit against the Eagles if you're desperate there for a flex or a wide receiver three. Yeah, and then a couple other options here at wide receiver if you're super desperate. Michael Wilson, he might be a good idea to pick up and stash with Kyler Murray yeah. coming back. Maybe it'll be good. Uh, but if this week, if it's Clayton Toon and they're playing the the Browns, like I, I'm not going to risk yeah. that. I'm not going to risk that type of play in my lineup. But again, stash for later. We'll see if he has a connection with Murray. And then Khalil Shakir versus the Bengals. I don't know if last week was just a matchup type thing where they could really exploit the slot uh, uh, slot role there. I don't really trust it yet. Six targets, call all six for 92. But we saw this last year randomly with uh, Isaiah McKenzie, and then he would kind of disappear the next week. Yeah, I think it's week to week. And also just keep in mind, he's never going to be higher than fourth <laughs> on this pecking order yeah. behind uh, Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, and now uh, Dalton Kincaid emerging. So low upside play again. I don't know if the matchup calls for it this week. And the Bengals are pretty good at corner. They're not as good, definitely uh, covering the tight end. So this could be a more big uh, Dalton Kincaid blow up week. So something to watch there. Now, tight end, Michelle, we got to stop fighting it. I had Taysom Hill on the list here. On my waiver wire article for Sporting News twice, I recommended DFS. I said play a weird Taysom Hill, Derek Carr stack last week, and it would have paid off big time in that game. You just can't fight it anymore. This guy is going to get high leverage touches. He's very efficient with the touches he gets. They're playing the Bears this week. I mean, this should be a game where they put up a lot of points. And Taysom Hill, it's not Jamal Williams. It's not Kendry Miller. It's hardly Alvin Kamara, but he's the guy that they want to look at at the goal line to run the ball in. And look, he got it done without even catching passes last week. He threw a pass. Yeah. So he's just a weapon that you have to have out there. And really tight end with all the buys this week, George Kittle, Evan Ingram among the players not available this week. Taysom Mill has to be played here. Yeah, the Bears have a pretty good run defense, but I just would expect them to be able to stop the running backs. And like Taysom Hill's not solvable. I don't know. That yeah. that old white man just has something in him. And defenses cannot stop Taysom Hill as a runner, especially in short yardage. But he's been great since uh, you know, he just started being active in week six. Week seven, week six, seven, and eight been great for fantasy. Just keep plugging him in. Probably wouldn't still be on your waivers, but if he is, definitely pick him up. And then also Logan Thomas. He shouldn't be on waivers anymore either. Yeah. He's been very consistent, at least in PPR leagues. Yeah. 
he's only had one terrible game this year. The rest has been solid. So he's a great, great play. But then what about these two younger guys? Or actually, three younger guys you could decide between here. Trey McBride, who just went off last week. 10 receptions, 95 yards, and a touchdown. Totally his first breakout game in his second season. Unfortunately, he gets the Browns this week. And there's a yeah. change at quarterback. Or you can go with one of the rookies, Michael Mayer, pick up. He didn't do all, he didn't really do anything last night. Or Luke Musgrave hasn't really done anything either lately. Which of these three would you want to pick up and stash for the year or play this week? Yeah, I think Trey McBride, I think the talent is there. I think he was the best tight end athletically in the draft class of 2022. You're starting to see that, why they like him. I think he's going to have a consistent role in this offense, whether it's with Clayton Toon this week, I mean, it's a rookie, so he's probably going to rely on the tight end and maybe the shorter passes there. And uh, you can throw the tight ends a little bit better than you can target wide receivers against the Browns. So you figure a lot of dump-offs and a negative game script are going to come to McBride, just like we saw last week against the Ravens, right? So that could happen. Michael Mayer, I love the talent. It's fantastic. But the dysfunction of the Raiders' offense says I absolutely cannot trust it. And, and look, they should have got him way more involved. The Lions did not covered the tight end well. I have no idea why they didn't involve Michael Mayer, but that's the Raiders for you, right? Standing right in front of them. And same thing with the Packers. Luke Musgrave needs to be involved more, but part of his Jordan Love, not knowing where to go to, too many mouths to feed. The matchup against the Rams on paper is really good, but I think I, I feel best about McBride, even though he has a tough matchup, just because the quarterback and coaching usage of the other two guys a little bit more questionable, maybe because of their youth. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. It's Trey McBride I want to pick up. And even though it's a tough matchup, I would consider playing him this week if I was desperate. I just got insane breaking news. That's why I like couldn't even like really listen to you. Chase Young just got traded to the 49ers, which isn't super fantasy relevant, but you know, it might make the 49ers defense even scarier. And then talking about this Washington Commanders defense, I mean, they were good against the run, they were good at pass rush against quarterbacks. Now they were already such a bad pass defense. You just you play anyone against the commanders moving forward because they're just giving away their defensive players. Yeah, so we just bumped up Mac Jones at our waiver wire rankings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, second well, we so it's great. This is why it's good. We waited a little bit in the afternoon to see what was going on. But yeah, Jace Young and uh, Nick Bosa reunited there. That's going to be somewhat devastating there for the 49ers. So no free passes. I think they saw enough of Kirk Cousins and Joe Burrow just standing up and throwing downfield. So we will get to quarterbacks that you're going to look at if you don't have Joe Burrow and you're looking for some quarterback help. And we'll do that in our next segment. A lot of options there, surprisingly out there, and Josh Dobbs not one of them. Yeah, we'll talk about all those quarterbacks right after we talk about one of our sponsors. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by DoorDash. Why root for your team on an empty stomach? Order on DoorDash and save on football watch party favorites. Order pizza, wings, soda, burgers, or even or even just buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-23. If you're like me, 
I love myself some Taco Bell. And on the weekends, after a few adult beverages, I'm always relying on DoorDash to bring me that Taco Bell. And they always have me covered. DoorDash offers everything from restaurant delivery, grocery delivery, flower delivery, and more. They always have your back. Don't forget to use code LOCKED23. That's L-O-C-K-E-D 23 for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. That's subject to change and terms do apply. All right, right off the bat here with quarterbacks, uh, we'll hit on the Mac Jones because I am interested now against this commander's (laughs) matchup. But on the other side of the ball this week, you have Sam Hall, who could be on your waivers because he had a super, super stinky week seven before going off in week eight. So people may have dropped him and not trusted him in week eight. Would you trust him for the rest of the year? I will say he is ninth in points per game among quarterbacks to play five plus games this year, averaging more than Jared Goff in four point pass touchdown leagues. Goff is on by this week. So if you need a buy replacement, do you feel safe with Sam Hall going forward? Well, the one thing we know, and we'll flip it because we said Mac Jones is not going to see Chase Young or Montez Sweat go after him. Well, Sam Howell's defense is not going to have that, and that probably means he's going to be throwing a ton more. He's already throwing a ton. This is what he does. He drops back like a madman and just keeps throwing. I feel like he's a slightly higher upside Gardner Minshew. Just like go move around, throw, throw, throw. And you're going to get numbers just by the pure volume. And he's got good weapons. And that really helps, right? So that those were the numbers uh, that you're going to see go up. And this week, oh, the Patriots are not scary. And again, this could be a back and forth affair between Howell and Jones. Like, that's great. Because we need some uh, fantasy points from these other quarterbacks on the fringe. But you're right. I mean, Sam Howell looks like he's going to pay off here as a QB1, just how bad the state of this position has been. So this is good. He's just very inconsistent. I think you want to save him for the better matchups. I think I'd rather have him in a platoon, not in a streaming situation, but having one or two or three guys that you play based on the matchups versus just plug and play every week. Look at the matchup, but somewhat decent. You go with him, roll with him in that matchup. I think you can say that about the Patriots this week and then go week to week. But I think he should be rostered at least as a high upside backup. I've held on to him all season long behind Justin Herbert. Now, their points are a little bit too even for me. I thought he was going to be the clear backup to Justin Herbert. I don't like the fact that I left a few points on the bench last week, but I still like having him if something were to happen to Herbert, who had injury issues last year. Yeah, and with the way quarterbacks are getting injured this year, this is, you definitely want to have a backup on your roster. I know it's not always the easiest to carry a backup all year long, but at this point in the season, you want to make sure you're safe for the playoffs and moving forward. So I think Sam Howell is the best backup you can have right now on your roster uh, like that you could find off waivers. uh, And then he's also playable for the rest of the year. Now, some other guys you might be able to find on there, Baker Mayfield and Daniel Jones. Would you rather one of those two guys or go, go for, go for the home run hit and pick up Will Levis? Yeah, this is interesting. Daniel Jones actually has a very decent schedule. I mean, the Raiders, look, they can play defense. They drag teams down with them usually. I mean, it was pretty bad for Jared Goff because the running game and defense and field goals, all that happened. 
But Daniel Jones is the running quarterback, so he gives you that ability as well. And the Giants are starting to get a little healthier offensive line. They don't have Darren Waller, but we talked about Daniel Bellinger maybe being a replacement there. So I still think I like Jones because of the running ability here. I think Will Levis, there's going to be some rookie kind of crashes here. I think it actually comes this week against that Steelers pass rush on the road on a short week. I think that is not the greatest spot. So keep in mind, rookies are volatile, right? We saw that with C.J. Stroud last week. Oh, great matchup against the Panthers, but he's a rookie, and things can be schemed up against these guys once you have more film, right? That's what's going to happen. Like, Will Levis, the Falcons were kind of, oh, we didn't know he could throw deep. Well, look at his college tape. He could throw deep. So that's on them for failing in Arthur Smith. But, like, yeah, pay attention to – that I mean, you just can't trust maybe these rookie quarterbacks from week to week as well, even in great matchups. So I like Daniel Jones a little bit more. Baker Mayfield to me, he's not getting sacked, but he's just such a low upside play. This team just doesn't throw for a lot. So you're basically hoping to squeeze out a floor of a 250 and two with the Baker. And look, if you're that's what you're looking for, I would go there. I would not play him against the Texans this week. It would not play Levis against the Steelers. So the only one of those three on top of how I would play is Daniel Jones. Yeah, hopefully you don't have to play any of these guys because Daniel Jones, I mean, he has scored over half of his fantasy points in one half, right? It was against the Cardinals in week two. I mean, four points, four points, eight points, seven points. It's like, talk about Baker Mayfield having a low ceiling. It's like, yeah, I guess Daniel Jones might have a higher ceiling, but he has the lowest floor ever and he's coming off an injury. I really don't want to play him. That pass rush for the Raiders looked pretty good. I mean, like Max yeah. Crosby's just going to destroy Daniel Jones. I don't want to play any yeah. of them. It's dangerous. Honestly. Yeah. 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 I would, your, yeah. How's the guy? I think for sure. Yeah. I would rather go with a Gardner Minshew this week at yeah. the Panthers, a Mac Jones against yeah. the commanders. I think those are both good options. I know you would probably consider Derek Carr versus the bears. I'll never do it. I'll never <laughs> consider Derek Carr. Uh, but those are three other options that you can pick up just for a one-week fill-in. I think my favorite, though, might be Mac Jones this week against the, the Commanders at home. Yeah, I mean, Mac Jones, when everything is good for him, he usually delivers. I mean, he comes through when they need it the most. I think the Patriots take advantage of these type of weak matchups against poorly coached teams, and we've said their defense is depleted now. So that's great. Uh, one other guy I'd mention, speaking of Alabama quarterbacks, Bryce Young, Look, I know he needs to have multiple touchdowns to pay it off, but everywhere Gardner Minshew goes at this point, a shootout ensues. So last week he got Derek Carr to put up big numbers. The week before it was a weird shootout where the defense got into it with the Browns in Indianapolis. Both those games were in Indianapolis, but this game could also be a sneaky high-scoring affair. So this is what I talk about with resistance and you want to look for the games that have the decent totals where you know the quarterbacks uh, might put up some numbers here and don't avoid those low total games as much as possible, such as uh, Vikings Falcons, right? Don't get attach yourself to those games. Look for the games where you can see points being put up on the board or a wacky result here. And I, I could see Carolina and Indianapolis getting a little out of hand with some of the fantasy assets. Yeah, I definitely would rather go with Minshew in this matchup over Bryce Young, yeah. uh, but yeah. both both are options. We're going to get into running backs in the last segment. Not a ton available no. out there that you like. And then some uh, streaming defenses that you could play this week. Yeah, before we do that, we're going to check in on uh, another one of our fine sponsors. 
This episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by FanDuel. And right now, it's a great time to get in on FanDuel in the middle of the season here. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's right. You just need to have a winning Moneyline bet. It's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get into the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. If you go to uh, sportingnews.com, you can see my picks against the spread doing pretty well this year. Uh, overall, the top dozen in money line and those uh, picks against the spread. So check those out at Sporting News if you want uh, some advice there. And then you can uh, go play on FanDuel. And it's so easy to get in on FanDuel. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL midseason here in style as you go down the stretch uh, trying to uh, – make sense of all these data points and uh, really cash in. So it's a good time to get in on FanDuel. And again, it's a great offer here at FanDuel that uh, you won't find many other places. You just go and get a winning money line bet for $5 and you can get $150 in bonus bets for all new customers. Again, check it out. FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel, the official betting partner of the NFL. All right, Michelle, it is uh, time to close the show. And we save running backs for last. That kind of tells you <laughs> that uh, if you need running back help this week with some guys off, Travis Etienne, Javante Williams, of course, Christian McCaffrey, some big, big dudes that are not available for you this week, you're not going to get a lot of help on this waiver wire. So hopefully you have a decent bench. But Zach Charbonnet, a great name to say, look, Kenneth Walker had the ankle issue and he suited up but he didn't do much and we talked about his usage just not there Charbonnet didn't have a lot of carries it is not the greatest matchup this week but I think it's more of a reminder Michelle that uh, you've got to have some insurance here for Walker because again he's had a lot of injuries and uh, you've got to make sure you have the Seattle backup back and I, I think uh, handcuffing is a good thing to do here if you're through your bye weeks with some of your key running backs yeah, I think Zach Charbonnet is a great guy to stash right now. I'm not playing him in this matchup, but I do yeah. want him on my bench because if anything happens to Kenneth Walker, he can be one of those league-winning type players that you already have in your bench and you don't have to fight for on waivers or anything like that. As terms of guys you can actually pick up and play this week, I mean, guy uh, Amari Demicardo, right, is getting carries. But do you want to play him against the Browns? I do not. I mean, I don't think so. I mean, there's no way that I would feel very comfortable at this stage, especially with the quarterback change to Clayton Toon. That's not helpful here. Like, I might be a little bit more interested, however, when Kyler Murray returns, right? That changes the course of this offense a little bit. We'll see. But James, James Conner's Connor, eligible yeah, to come back yeah, after this. Yeah, game. so we'll see. James Conner does have a history of knee issues, so there's nothing guaranteed with him coming back. But this could be it for Murray de Mercado. But again, I think you hold on to him, especially if you're a James Conner manager, because again, Conner and the knee history is just not very good. But if you want to take a shot at Daryl Henderson or Roy Henderson, Oh, you muted yourself. I got so excited I muted myself there <laughs> with that. Yeah, I shouldn't have been too excited about either, but roll the dice on who's going to score a touchdown, Michelle. I mean, really, honestly, like 
Well, somebody's going to score, though, because the Green Bay's run defense stinks. It stinks. Your so hate for Daryl Henderson makes no sense. He led the team last week in receiving yards. He's being he's on the field all the time. He's it was a hard matchup, but he he was on like he's their lead back. You play Daryl Henderson just like you play Kyron Williams, right? Uh, I, I think Kyron Williams probably scores the same amount of points against the Cowboys last week. Royce Freeman is purely a touchdown or bus play. But yeah. besides that, I, I'm fine starting Daryl Henderson for sure. He shouldn't be on waivers. I mean, come on. If you listen yeah, to us is, at this point yeah. and Daryl Henderson's on your waivers, that'd be craziness. Uh, but Tajay Spears is a, another viable stash option. He's just insurance for Derrick Henry. It's almost like Will Levis playing made the team push over to Derrick Henry even more. They yeah. were like really relied okay. on Henry. The other way. <laughs> yeah. So. It's a tear. I mean, Derrick Henry gets a great matchup against the Steelers. And if Spears gets in the game and gets some touches, he could definitely break one off. But not really someone I, I'm pumped to play this week or feel good about. But one guy that actually you could pick up, not play this week, but stash and see, you know, what his usage is like over the next couple of weeks. Leonard Fournette, now that he's signed on the practice squad for the Bills, see if he's activated, see if he gets some snaps over the next couple of weeks. And then if he becomes the bill's goal line guy down the road he could actually be a, a viable starting asset in fantasy yeah i mean you can see that i'm not too excited about him at all i mean uh, daryl henderson and royce freeman i've thrown stuff around here and yeah i'm mad that henderson should be owned in all leagues and if you get desperate and freeman to pop in the end zone i guess you can look at him this week but Fournette, i don't know what's going on here i mean they just seem reluctant to just let James Cook be the guy. I think part of it is they're I think he's frail and he's a little bit smaller, so they don't like to pound him in the red zone. And we see Latavius Murray, he's just a guy at this point. But Leonard Fournette can be pretty good in that role. He's also not bad in pass protection, right? What do the Bills do? They throw a ton. And what does Leonard Fournette do? He shows up for teams that are winning, right? He doesn't like to be on losing teams. He's playoff Lenny for a reason. So who knows? I mean, Kareem Hunt was on the street, and we didn't see what was going to happen with him. And then all of a sudden, he's now back to being the Browns' lead back, right, in a good matchup this week against the Cardinals. So this could easily happen to Fournette. In a couple of weeks, something with Cook breaks down. Damon Harris uh, obviously dealing with that scary injury. So this could easily go in the direction of Fournette. And the funny thing, Michelle, is that a lot of people have already been sitting on Fournette before he's had a team. So you went went there and they're like, wait, he's already owned on a lot of teams here. So yes, it's just a name, but now at least he's on a team. So I, I can understand that. And I think it's the Bills. So I think you have to pay attention to that as well. Yeah, if you have an extra spot, definitely someone uh, I'm looking to stash over like a Amari Demarcado. Like again, unless James Conner happens to miss the rest of the year, he's going to be pretty pointless. To end the show here, some defenses you can pick up. Uh, man, you get yeah. the, like, would you trust the Raiders against the Giants or the Giants against the Raiders? Which side would you prefer? Because both offenses are stinky. Well, I did see the Raiders actually make some plays. <laughs> they somehow had a good fantasy game against the Lions, even though they stunk. Uh, Marcus Peters did uh, facilitate that, and Max Crosby. So they at least have some playmakers, and that's what I look at of these defenses. Now, a sneaky defense that I would look at in a team that's going to need their defense to come through more and more, if you notice it the last couple of weeks, the Vikings have gotten better. We just write this defense off. Remember, they had the big interceptions of Brock Purdy. A couple weeks ago, Brian Flores is having his impact 
And you could get Taylor Heineke. It doesn't matter if it's Taylor Heineke or Desmond Ritter this week. I, I like the way the Vikings defense is playing. And look at their schedule. Really opens up nicely for some really good uh, fantasy points from the defense. So something to watch there sneakily. The Vikings keep getting better with each week. They're not that this atrocious defense we saw early in the season against like the Chargers and those teams. So something to look at. And then the Falcons, of course. They get Jaron Hall. You have to look at him. I mean, anybody going after a replacement rookie quarterback, uh, you have uh, Cleveland and New Orleans. They're managing a lot of leagues. So you got to take the guys that are open and available here. And I think definitely Atlanta, maybe some people drop them. I didn't like them actually last week against the Titans. I like them a little bit better this week because I don't see the Jaron Hall being Will Levis. So that's something you have to play into this week. Now, it's Josh Dobbs fading the Falcons completely, but something to keep in mind, they just don't have a pass rush. They're really dependent on a big turnover here. Grady Jarrett is down for the season. Yeah, I, I like those four options there. Maybe the Bears against uh, Derek Carr because he loves to throw <laughs> interceptions. The Bears have been a, a sneaky good fantasy defense uh, at times this year, but that's just a deep option there. But yeah, that's it for today's waiver wire show. We'll get into uh, running back rankings and quarterback rankings tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see where a lot of these guys fit into our rankings and where you can play. And again, big bye week this week. You don't have the Broncos. That's a lot of fantasy assets. The Jaguars, we know the 49ers, the Lions. I mean, those are a lot of players out this week. So you might be playing some guys that you normally wouldn't. This week, and we'll help you decide who to do that by looking at the rankings there, the running backs, quarterbacks, and come back with the wide receiver tight ends as well here this week. We're just getting started for week nine on Locked On Fantasy Football for Locked On Fantasy Football. Thanks again for FanDuel for sponsoring this episode. This has been Vinny Iyer. And I'm Michelle Maju. Bye, y'all.